Hi everyone, we're back with episode 111 of your favourite, or maybe one of your top three Glasgow clan podcasts. Hopefully your top one. <laughs> Two minutes for chatting, of course. Or bottom three. Well, yeah, we're in, we're in, we're in three. We're one of three, let's say that. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got quite a lot, lot of stuff to cover over the next sort of hour or so from our usual on ice and off ice shenanigans. Um, from the the recent results, some some good, some bad, and some off ice stuff mainly bad. So <laughs> we might as well get stuck in. But I think just before we do. Um, you had a, a wee announcement you wanted to make. Yeah, um, just to mention off the top of the show because it's an important point. Um, so on Twitter, at J underscore and underscore justice on Twitter, uh, who's done a lot of campaigning and sort of really doing a great job highlighting issues that need to be highlighted in, in hockey and across various sports in general um, relating to sexual misconduct. So um, there's a campaign on at the moment, um, Game Over for Sexual Misconduct. And if you follow at Game Over Sports SCO, so S-C-O, uh, then you can keep up to date and learn more about that particular campaign and would encourage anyone sort of relating to that signing that the club made um, to do so and be kind of forthright and, and actively look to, to learn from those experiences uh, and learn from experiences of those who have unfortunately been on the wrong side of sexual misconduct and, you know, see how it actually affects people. Um, so it's an extremely important issue um, and I just kind of wanted to mention that off the top of the show. Yeah, important, very important message and more important than the hockey for sure. So Hopefully people can get behind that. We obviously certainly will. Um, so since we last recorded, if we go straight into the games, because that's what we, that's what we yeah, that's what we should care most about at the moment. Um, there were there have been five five games, three home, two away, and we start with. Uh, a home defeat, unfortunately, to Nottingham. Who else? Really? Bagsman. Yeah, 3-1. A game that we were both actually at, which was obviously another disappointment because you don't want to be at games that you lose, never mind to Nottingham. Um, yeah. I think at the time like we had kind of slightly different opinions. I didn't see it perhaps quite as negatively as you did the performance but of course the end result wasn't really wasn't good but I, I thought the game itself was fairly close albeit it wasn't a great standard from both teams I, I didn't I didn't hate it maybe as much as you did <laughs> yeah maybe not maybe it was just the the fact that I felt I felt dirty after it knowing that I'd given Neil Black some money to go and watch that um but I just like I don't know. I I felt like it was quite a disappointing game. I think um, we you know we barely threatened at all in front of goal. I think um, you know the goal that we did get Dyson Stevenson um, kind of near the 
the beginning of the second period, but I think it was just after Nottingham had doubled their lead. Um, it was a nice finish from Stevenson, but I, you know, I, I can't help but think that Peyton Jones was was unsighted for for most of the shot as well. Um, oh yeah. So I, just from that side of things, it just you know we didn't look that threatening in front of goal, and you know if you, if you're not going to score goals, then you're not going to win games. It's as simple as that. Yes, yeah, see, I actually thought that we had chances. We just, yeah, we, we weren't clinical. We kind of surprisingly outshot them, 42-40. Um, but, yeah, just, just lacked that killer instinct, I suppose. Um, and then when you see it was quite a well-worked goal from them that Hammond scored, that kind of brings back memories of what we used to have. He's certainly somebody I would like back but generally they aren't a great team obviously as the evidence has showed, shown recently and throughout the whole season so I know we're going to come to the fact that we got a wee bit of revenge but yeah a- another home game against somebody who we would like to have picked up points against slipped by um, and we're going to we're going to touch on the home record actually shortly uh, but yeah, another defeat, and and there was a wee bit of hope going into that as well because we we just come off the four point weekend, but uh, at least managed to turn it straight round in the next game, winning four two away to Sheffield, and I'll be honest, that wasn't a result I saw coming, but I think, <laughs> Not I think at all. partly down to us being very good on the night and uh, Sheffield not at their best, so it was it was a great way to bounce back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would I would say win of the year, which is not a great accolade given the number of wins we actually do have. But to go, particularly to Sheffield, you know, a, a team that they're in form and you know pushing Guildford for the for the title. Um, you know, if he'd have said after that Nottingham game that we were going to go into Sheffield and and pick up two points, I'd have probably just sat laughed in your face. It just seemed. You know, completely unlikely. Um, but credit to the players, they all dug deep and put in a really solid performance, and I think that really helped us. Um, you know, confidence is is everything. Um, so to go in there and and we were clinical that night. Um, you know, I think the the goals that we got were all, you know, excellent goals. Uh, McParland and, and Hayden. Um. And really, they they were the difference. Yeah, I thought one of the the McParland finishes in particular was excellent. That's really what we thought he would bring, and he's obviously starting to, I think, get closer to that level. We've talked about that in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he's starting to get there. Um, should have said that Friday was the debut for um, Solo and Tikkanen. Um, and actually taken and got his first point power play assist in that Sheffield game, so didn't take him didn't take him too long. Um, but a guy I would like to highlight from this game, and also you know the last the more recent three is Kevin Massey that night three assists overall in the last I think five games. 
he's got four assists and a goal, which for a defenseman who initially was probably branded as a more of a stay at home guy, he's really starting to pick up points and I've been very impressed with his performances. Yeah, he's certainly one that's you know, his performances have, have improved as the season's gone on. Um you know, I, I've always kind of liked him, but I think at the start of the year, I mean, the mess that we were in, um, it was just a lot of, you know, sort of stray pucks and not defending as well as, as we could as a unit. And, and obviously he was part of that, but it's good to see um, that he's kind of turning it around. And I think, you know, it, it's obviously been helped getting, getting solo and taking it in. Um, you know, with just the the number of minutes that, that these guys were playing beforehand. Yeah, like you say, the the mess and the shambles from the start of the season. Kevin Messi. Yeah, it didn't make. Uh, maybe we should start a campaign for Lionel Messi. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't make anybody look good, really. And okay, we're not. It's not like a ridiculous improvement but we've started to win games so that counts as an improvement to me and it means that you can kind of start to pick out some of the the performances a wee bit more certainly Massey obviously stepping up Gary Hayden with another goal um, what a boy yeah exactly he is actually now fifth joint fifth in the league for goals, 18 yeah, goals this season, 14 assists, and on the on the McParland thing, they've both played 41 games, McParland's got one point more, 14 goals and 19 assists, so, um, albeit they're not top of the, the overall point scoring, they're both, I would say, becoming the, the standout forwards. Particularly Hayden, uh, as we've said previously, made made such a difference. Very impressed with him, um, and and they turned up that night. Four goals away at Sheffield, two vital points, um, and then carried on that form the following midweek. Uh, another big surprise, I have to say, <laughs> for more more reason more than one reason, but a we beat Cardiff. B, it was at home, and C, it was in overtime. <laughs> yeah, that's like the that's like the hat trick of things that you don't expect to happen this season. No, definitely not. Um, and again, you know, it's uh, obviously a team effort, but guys like McParland stood out again. Um, just you know, even just watching the highlights, you can see he's chasing everything down and giving it hundred percent. And you know, I think that that line with um, Hayden and Dunbar have, have really excelled in the last few weeks, um, and you know, long may that continue. Yeah, they've definitely stepped up. Dunbar had goal himself. Uh, Dixon and assist against <laughs> his former team, which we'll, we will have enjoyed particularly because it was a an equaliser with um, the goalie pulled. I think and only just over a minute to go, uh, and then. As we've said, we don't win much when it goes to overtime penalty shots. So to see that 
I was surprised and County just capitalised on a, a Cardiff mistake. Mm. I think that's yeah, they got a point, but the disappointment the the real um worry for their coach there was the fact that they couldn't see out the game with only a minute to go and um just shut shut it down and take the two points. We've we've stolen two points but brilliant really because that kept us in in contention for that playoff place. Those are points that probably the other teams wouldn't have expected us to get as well, which is nice. Yeah, I you can you can see on the players' faces as well the the joy when, when Hayden equalised. Um you know, big goals in a lot of these games and every single player is just, you know, absolutely buzzing to to celebrate it. So absolutely love that. Um I think, you know, this group of guys deserve it as well. It just kind of shows you as well, guys like, like Juan, Laporte, you know, they're soon kind of forgotten. Um, because, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these guys are replaceable and it's, you know, although we've not actually replaced them, but you've seen other guys step up. Um, you know, it's, I look at the attitude of the, the players since the turn of the year and you know difficult to say it's the same team that was that was playing in October. It's just the contrast is just unbelievable. Um so you know like Hayden's late goal in regulation and then County's winner in overtime. Um you know the players are just they're playing for the, the whole the whole length of the game now which is which is key and I think that's something that um that the the coaches were Looking to to instill in the team as well, and again, not to forget as well, Cardiff were were unbeaten in I think nine games or something like that going into that game. So, um, so yeah, confidence confidence is is at a high just now. Yeah, they they were on a very good run, as you say, and this time we managed to get a goal having six skaters on the ice rather than trying to sneak that seventh in like they did. <laughs> We did a couple of weeks before, um, and yeah, I think it is. You can you can visibly see that there's just harder work going in. I think they've they've managed to get that all the players sort of aligned, and it's a bit of a buzzword, but they're they're buying into. I think the coaching at the moment, and that's that's all you can ask. You can you can get a lot out of out of a group just with that hard work and determination I think starting to find that um, to get wins against Cardiff and Sheffield sort of proves it obviously the yeah. the next game was a bit of a a reality check I think because going into it um, home game against Guildford I thought that we maybe would be able to to get something from it but then it, it just shows how strong and confident they Guildford have been this year. Um, a five-one hammering, really, and I think completely deserved from everything I've read and watched. Um, mm. Albeit we took the lead through Lionel Massey, uh, you know, they just—they're one of those teams that. Yes, you can maybe get a, a bit of a quick start on them, but over the course of sixty minutes, they're just they they grind it out and their quality just comes through. 
and they've just they've been basically faultless up to now I would say just in everything that they've done very impressed um, but at the same time yeah it was another home defeat which is disappointing and conceding five goals as well is not really not really good enough is it no, it was a bit of an off night for us. Um, and actually, Kevin Massey's goal, I think, you know, Leno Messi would, um, would have, would have loved to have seen that because it was, it was straight out of the Messi playbook. Um, just sort of skated through everyone and managed to, to get it round the netminder. So, um, yeah, a world class goal, but that was really as as good as it got. And then from there on out, it was just a case of, you know, uh, the clan team from earlier on in the season or in any other season against Guildford, really. Um, yeah, just kind of we were outclassed in the end by you know an extremely well run team with with top quality players. Yeah, out outshot. Um, we only had twenty five shots on their goal, which is. Probably around about 15 or so down from where we'd been the last couple of games. Um, but that just shows you that defensively they're very good as well. So, yeah. you know, it's um, it's one of those that, obviously a home game, as I've said, you want to win them. But at the same time, we can't just expect that we've turned this corner and we can, you know, just beat everybody we want if we turn up. We're, we're nowhere near that and they... Guilford kind of showed it in the end, um, yeah. But still, like I would, I would like to see us compete a wee bit more in in the next next time we play them, um, and I think we will because that seems to be the sort of, the way that this team is at the moment with Stevenson. They quite like a wee, wee revenge story, so let's keep our fingers <laughs> crossed. But. The, the Guildford curse continues, put it that way. See you in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't, don't even mention that. No. Um, but as I've said, the the way this team has been going, managed to turn turn things round. And a 2-1 win in Nottingham followed. Albeit, I think, this was a bit of a sort of smash and grab style performance. We faced, you know, it was 53 shots on John Muse's goal, only concedes one. And then Jordan County nicks a, a goal thanks to some suspect goaltending from Devoe, it has to be said, with just over just over a minute left in the game. Uh, obviously, we'll take it. A number of good performances, you have to say, John Mews, I assume, was the man of the match for us. I think you would have to. Yeah, I didn't actually look. You'd have to be. Pretty much has to be. Um, and a goal from Stevenson as well. Yeah. A rare point from uh, from Kennedy. Mm. I've seen his name pop up there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as you've said so many times, it's great to beat Nottingham. And actually that sort of triggered a bit of a a Nottingham collapsed into it. I see that <laughs> uh, a couple of players have, have been released and yeah, it's um, it's quite nice to see them struggling a wee bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we beat them and I, and I loved it. 
So um, I've, I, I've got no idea how we've managed it, to be honest. But um, yeah, Muse, as you'd said, um, was you know really a, a, a wall that night. Um, just an incredible performance from him. Um, and yeah, the goals, Stevenson in the right place at the right time um, for the first goal, and then John Cooney again to. Two late winners for Cooney. Um, yeah. So, yeah, two two important goals um, as well. I think I think we were missing uh, Mitch Jones for that game as well. So, to get the win and to do it in that kind of game, a tight game, uh, especially to win so late on as well, was absolutely magical. Um, yeah, and just great to finally get, to get a win against them. Um, it was long overdue. Um, as you said as well, yeah, they've had a bit of a, a bit of a collapse as well. But <clears throat> um, yeah, their their record in in general has been pretty much the same um, with Corey Nielsen as it was with um, Gary Graham before that. So not not sure what's what's going on there, but um, you know, I, I would hazard I guess that they. Um, well, certainly from from the owner's perspective, that they don't, um, they don't have the they don't have the right the right person in, um, to get the job done. But you know, I, I kind of feel sorry for for Omar Pasha, a wee bit. Um, but interesting to know what uh, what say he had in in getting Corey Nielsen back because I suspect that he probably didn't have a lot to do with it. But I, mm. we'll never know, probably. Yeah, Neil Black's appointment. Um, yeah, they've, they've they've not had managed to get it right for years. Still, it's 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 like us, and obviously the common factor is is Neil Black. That's kind of clear to see at the moment, and he will not be happy with the performance of either of those teams. So, as you say, Omar Pasha will be probably frustrating for him because he's moved into. A bigger club, per se, but um, you know, not not able to have that on ice success, which is is really the main thing. I know yeah. they've they've made changes like commercially and and all that, but the fans care more about the the on ice stuff first, and um, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. It's interesting to have a sort of Omar Pasha type character. In in a clan under new ownership, yeah, see that would that, be. See how that kind of thing would work out, because um, we know that the good work he can do at, at teams like Dundee. It would be interesting if we're going down that sort of route. Mm-hmm. Albeit, I'm not sure we could. Maybe we could coach him from Nottingham if if he's offered you know more more free reign and and more influence. Perhaps that's something, but. That's for the future. I was just going to yeah. say, um, you mentioned Mitch Jones. Yeah, I think they, they had a baby, so congrats to their family. And uh, we killed seven penalties against Nottingham, which is another good feat. Um, albeit we're still got the, the second worst penalty kill in the league, so that didn't particularly help our stats in that point of view, but Nice to see that um, our goaltender is is still stepping up, and he's been for sure 
one of the few successes so far this season. Um, yeah, he's, and he's, it's weird because he's probably gone under the radar. Do you think, like last season, everybody was talking about Starrett and, you know, Starrett was absolutely incredible for us. Um, but, you know, without John Muse this year, who knows? Who knows what state we'd been just now? Yeah, um, that's, that's now two seasons in a row where we've actually managed to find excellent goaltending. Obviously, it didn't, we didn't start with them. And, no. and I, I would say that that would probably have made a fair bit of a dif- of difference if he, he'd been here at the start of the season, I think, just mm-hmm. without knocking the other guys too much. Um, but actually, at the moment, uh, over the piece, I think probably John Muse has actually got a higher save percentage than than Shane Starrett did at the moment. <laughs> Shane Starrett's on ninety point eight percent. Yes, John Muse at the moment is ninety one point five. So. That's interesting. Obviously, we've, we've obviously been waxing lyrical about Shane Starrett and how good he was. So it, it does show you how good Muse has been. Um, I think Shane Starrett was almost more, not flashy, that's not the right word, but seemed to make bigger, more noticeable saves, whereas John Muse is, is, is steadier, if that's, if that's fair, but yeah, totally. Know. They're not. They're not. I'm not comparing them. It's just an interesting stat that that was there. But we, we've got to wait and see. By the end of the season, they'll have played a sort of similar similar amount of games, and we can compare. But I'm glad that we've we've found two two good goaltenders because we've not got a great record with goaltending realistically. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Definitely right about that. So yeah. Like standout performers over those those games we've mentioned, Lionel Massey, um, Gary Hayden as well we've mentioned. Two goals for County. Um, yeah. With the 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 first points for Tikkanen, John Dunbar, uh, Dyson Stevenson with two goals. So yeah, guys guys are starting to step up. Which is nice, um, albeit I, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider it that we're spreading scoring throughout the lineup. It is mm-hmm. the same kind of same kind of people. McParland with two goals and an assist. I think without that line, we'd be in trouble. I'd like to see a wee bit more from some of the other guys, but I guess you can say County, County stepping up, um, and then yeah. like two two assists from. McLean, for example, so there is a, a bit more scoring. I just don't want us to stay completely reliant on that line. No, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I think I'd. I think I've got down all of the all of the players that you'd mentioned there. Um, Hayden, we've kind of we've spoke about. Um, you know, he's just continuing to play really well. Um, McParlins. Up there now as well. Um, County as well as as we'd mentioned, two two really important goals. Uh, 
the last couple of games, Lionel Massey, um, Muse have spoken about there as well, uh, and Drew McLean were the ones that I had uh, down there. I think actually he's been really impressive, Drew McLean. Um, for me anyway, I think he's you know really mobile. He's such a good scare. Um, you know, you, he's quick on the puck as well. Um, I did feel that we were maybe lacking a bit of speed in defence. So, um, since he's come in, he's been doing really well, and um, yeah, all these guys are contributing now. Um, I, but I, I think that goes for the majority of the team. I think the Vulcan up their game. Um, it's just maybe the the goal scoring is is a thing that's maybe lacking at the moment because you know these games that we are winning it's by a goal or two and you know we're we're really not scoring a lot of goals. Um, so that's something you know I would like is to to obviously start doing a bit more. But you know it's we kind of are where we are just now. Um, but it's a credit to to the players and um, you know Dixon and, and Dyson as well to get. To get the team playing the way they are just now, um, there's obviously there's still flaws in the team, and uh, you know it's it's nowhere near what it what it can be in every game, but it's a far sight better now than even it was last month. So um, we're definitely on the on the right trajectory, anyway. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that we had sort of were going to discuss was. Was bringing in another forward. Um, it, it had been mentioned. I think it was mentioned on the Neil Black interview, maybe when after we'd said bringing in the replacing the two defencemen. Can't remember if it was mentioned, but I feel like it was. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, and and yes, I think we could do with a bit of an injection of something in the forward lines. Uh, you know, one of those mid-season. Well, it's it's past mid-season now, isn't it? But um, something just to freshen up a guy with. We always say somebody with speed and a wee bit of skill. But yeah, the 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 magic dust isn't. You know, you can't just manufacture the player that we need from nowhere. But I wouldn't mind seeing as bring somebody in, even if it's just a new face, to to freshen things up in the forward lines. Um, and, you know, you never know, like, you look in the past with some players we've brought in mid-season, the forwards, and it has made a difference if you get the right guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've got, you know, I think it's a couple of weeks. I think the, the deadline for Signing players is the the fifteenth of February, so you can swap your swap your Valentine's tie for your Jim White gold tie on the fifteenth for transfer deadline day. I don't. I mean, whether we'll actually sign anyone or not is. I would I would suggest that we're probably not going to get anybody in just because of um, you know, just the, the way things are are run at the minute. Um. You know, I don't think Neil Black is proactive in looking for someone. Um, you know, he's already said that any good players, uh, you know, not they're not wanting to join Glasgow Clan. So, um, 
that kind of tells you where we are at the moment. But if we could get someone in, and I think today there was kind of, or recently there was there was rumours. I think, um, oh, someone had got in touch on Twitter trying to remember the the handle. But um, they've they stated that, um, you know, perhaps Mike Hammond was looking for a way out in Nottingham as well. Um, and I think they've released a couple of other players as well, Brett Welshka and Craig Puffer maybe, or Puffer was going back home for some family yeah. thing maybe, or um, but yeah, so the, there's players leaving Nottingham, um, so uh, you know if if Hammond's if Hammond's looking for a new club, then one up the road, son. Yeah, I think um, Brett Lipska was, from everything I'd read, one of the the best players in that Nottingham team this year. So he did um, look good. He looked pretty dangerous. Yeah, like, yeah he he was one of the one of the um, the more impressive, the standout guys in that team. Um, and obviously, it shows you that you you do you can bring in a team with. With loads of experience, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I think Guildford are always the perfect example of being able to find the right players to fit the system, and maybe guys that aren't haven't got the absolute top CVs, but are clearly really good players. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. There's there's a bit of movement with with a few teams. So if if we do bring somebody in, then that would be good, but I'm sort of more in the camp of of that we won't, uh, like you say, this season. But I think o- overall it would be it would be great to improve that home record that we've been talking about this this episode. I'd a, I'd a quick look back. Um, we've played 49 games so far, 25 at home, and only five wins. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, previously, I, I was just going to say I, I would like to have gone back and over previous seasons and seen what our home record was, but just off the top of my head, I think this is. It feels like we're not a strong home team this season, and I know the, the start of the season was just a joke, home and away. But no, I still, yeah. I still don't think we're quite taking advantage of our home rink yet. Um, and yes, we did beat Cardiff there at home, but five wins out of twenty-five is is not good, and and we're losing to Dundee and Manchester and Nottingham at home, and usually I think. We are we are much stronger than that. It just feels. I mean, I hadn't I hadn't quite realised how bad it was, but yeah, not not good. No, um, you know, although we've been improving recently, but even then, two two wins in eight, I think, at home, um, and those you know were fairly recently. So um, yeah, as you'd said, like Cardiff and then Dundee. Um, so ho- like, hopefully the tide's turning with that, and you know I think that uh, 
needs to continue this this weekend. Um, it's, you know, it's a really a really big game for us. Um, we need to to get the win, and you know, the guys will know that as well. And um, but to be honest, every game is important between now and the end of the season. Um, there's not many games left for us. I don't think twelve or thirteen, something like that. Um, so you know, probably only a handful of of home games left. So, uh, aye, really, really not a lot. Um, so we need to we need to make sure that you know, games at home that we're we're trying to take advantage of. Um, yeah, my my stat obviously included the Challenge Cup shambles at the start of the year, but. It still it still obviously counts towards our home record. Um Challenge. We've, <laughs> yeah, we we've had we've had nine nine wins so far in the league. So actually more more than half of our wins have been at home. But I, I still think that's just I just feel like you know, recently it, as well, because we've obviously won um, we won in Sheffield there, uh, got that away win in Nottingham. So just I don't know, I just kind of felt like we were getting more more away wins than the wins at home, but it's probably not really the case. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've we've played a few more games than the other teams, um, but like you say, there's only a handful. I mean, our, our home games remaining are Fife, Cardiff, Manchester. Belfast, another game against Fife, and then Nottingham. Nottingham ten, being our, ten points being, out of twelve there. Yeah, Nottingham being our penultimate game of the season. Um, but you know, you you look at two games against Fife, a game against Manchester. Those those two games, we we really want to be taking six points from that. Um, and then obviously the away game. So the next, the actual next upcoming games, Fife and Cardiff at home, then Belfast away, and then the Manchester home. Uh, it's because because we played so well against Cardiff the last time. I don't know if if that's going to mean that we see a a much improved Cardiff coming and. Maybe we we they sort of turn that round and give us a bit of a hiding. I'm not sure. It's hard to say, but certainly Fife at the weekend is a must win, and so is the Manchester game. If if we get anything in Belfast, I'll be surprised, but I wouldn't put it beyond this team now, which at least is is, yeah. is a bit more positive than it was a couple of months ago, where we didn't know where the first win was coming from. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, five, five this this Saturday, and then there's a a bit of a break until we play Cardiff. So, um, not so much of a packed fixture list over the next couple of weeks, which which is good for for the players. Um, gives everyone the the chance to rest up, and you know, gives us the the chance to sign a forward. Um, but you know, we'll we'll kind of we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah. Just it's quite good to have just a game here here and there over the next couple of weeks. Um 
two home games um, before we need to, to go to Belfast. So hopefully give give the guys a bit of a break. Um, but it means they can focus all their energy on, on Saturday as well, um, given how, how important that that game is for us. Um, because we, as you'll have as you'll have heard in in post match interviews that yes we're we're up to eighth but we've played more games than every other team um, so we're looking for favours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a weird comment. Um, I can't even really remember Dyson Stevenson's answer, but <laughs> it was just it was I just a, a bit odd to say that we're looking for favours after a. A really good performance. Talk about um, bringing up the negative aspects. I mean, yeah, you've equalised in the last ninety seconds, and then you've gone on to win the game in overtime, which is something that we never do. Um, so you know, come on, we'll try to keep the, the confidence high. I mean, I just understand what what kind of question that was. Um, aye, if you nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all, Craig. Every team's always looking for favours, though. I always want favours, but I just, yeah. Don't get any favours if you're if you're owned by Neil Black. Nah, true. It was just a funny, funny time to say it. Yeah. As you say, like we're we're three games ahead. The next most games played, if that makes sense, is five. <laughs> played thirty-eight. We've played a really strange way of saying that, but it's quite funny. <laughs> We've played forty-one. Um, most of the rest have played 36, so without looking at the rest of the, the league fixtures in much detail, I'd imagine that there'll be a few midweek games that we are not involved in. Um, and so getting that rest is important. Sometimes, I think if you have just got one game at a weekend, it can kind of go both ways. Like you say, yeah. Yeah, you can you can focus all your energy in, but sometimes it's almost adds a bit of pressure that um, you know that that is your only game and you don't have a chance maybe the next night to get some points if if it doesn't go so well. So it can it can kind of go both ways, but from a fitness point of view, yeah, definitely need to to jump on that. And obviously the the fact that we've withdrawn from this. Scottish Cup thing on the international break window is comes across at first glance anyway without reading too much into it as that they're wanting to try and give the, the players the best chance to focus on getting that playoff spot so we won't be playing Dundee and Fife on the what's that the next weekend right that's when it was going to be wasn't it so yeah, 11th and 12th or whatever. Yeah, that, that news came out recently, which I, I kind of don't mind, um, but they should use that time to to make sure that the performance in the next game is absolutely spot on and maybe we, we bring in a new forward and get them integrated. But that's just... I mean, that that's, what a, that's what a normal hockey club would do, but... Uh... As we've seen this season, we are no normal hockey club. Um, I don't know about you, but I didn't even know that was happening in that Scottish Cup. No, neither did I. Or I'd forgot about it. It's been sort of lost in the ether of 
announced that the the club's been been saying on Twitter recently. So yeah, so, um, so much, so much other stuff has happened in between when I imagine it was first announced. Um, yeah, I've got a vague memory of it, but I think yeah, I, I kind of told you it was that weekend. Just because I, I seem to remember something about the games being swapped round or, or when they were meant to be. I don't know if we were supposed mm. to be at home on one of the nights and then away and they got swapped round or something like that. But <laughs> I thought um, that was pre-season. But. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was. So <laughs> much has happened. I don't know. I don't know if Dundee and Fife are still going to play or if... Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, they're doing um, like a home away thing. Right, okay. Like. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't mind that either. If they, if they'd played, I don't really think I'd have, I'd have thought too much of it. But the fact that there's, they have withdrawn, kind of puts a wee bit of pressure on. But at the same time, I think it's fairly sensible. So I don't really have too much of a problem with it, to be honest. No, I agree. I think it's, I think it's fine, to be honest. Um, yeah, just as I said, kind of helps to recharge before the the final stretch of games. So, yeah, happy enough for that. Yeah, I think I think we can call that a fairly positive thing that the the club has done. So that that can go in the very small pile that's of things this season. Yeah, and yeah. It's, in, it's in a very small corner of a huge warehouse of other shit things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of other absolute disasters. Um, so just just for those games, then, like, what do you see if we're talking about predictions? What do you see happening for the next? Let's just let's just take the the two the Fife and Cardiff game as a standalone thing. Um, I think two two points is a is a minimum. From those games, and to be honest, I would I would rather it was against Fife, just because we're you know we're both kind of pushing for that last playoff spot at this moment. So, um, yeah, I would like to see us do the business on on Saturday. Um, I think as well, Fife have got they've got an away trip to Belfast on the Sunday, so could be a tough weekend for them. Yeah, we we absolutely have to. I think I think Cardiff will, will beat us on the Tuesday, um, just because I think I think they'll be looking for that bit of revenge. And as we said, our home record hasn't been that good, but I think we basically must beat Fife, um, and that yeah. that will give us that will give us a three point cushion. Albeit they've got three games in hand, but. That's starting to open up a bit of a gap, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like I, I don't want to just win in overtime. They, they can't be getting any points. So, no, no, exactly. So that that will start to maybe put a wee bit of doubt in their mind, um, and then give us give us a bit of a cushion. And at the same time, um, I need to check. Check the fixtures, but Dundee, that would put Dundee in theory seven points behind us going into their game and they're playing. They're home to Manchester on Saturday. 
a home to Manchester. So that's, yeah, that's. I hadn't seen the Pfeiffer playing on Friday night either, actually. Sorry, I forgot about that. So it's three Pfeiffer. They're playing Manchester, yeah. So actually, that if if Fife pick up some points from that, that's even that's even more important. But yeah. as, as as sad as it sounds, like Manchester are almost uh, we can sort of dismiss dismiss what they're doing at the moment and just focus on the teams below, and indirectly we'll we'll hopefully catch Nottingham and Manchester, but. I think, yeah, focus on that. Those Fife and Dundee games. Try and set up a, a playoff game with Guilford and see us concede 50 goals over two legs. <laughs> um, no, nah, I don't think that will happen. Nah. Nah, we'll, we'll finally... 49, we'll finally, beat, maybe, but aye. finally beat them and make the playoff final weekend. <laughs> that would be, yeah, what, what a role reverse that would be for the season. Yeah, if it, t- you know, if it meant us starting the way we did to then come through and win the playoffs, yeah, I'm taking it. I'd absolutely take that. Yeah, I'm taking a, a playoff final weekend spot. That'll yeah, I'll do. take that any year. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, if we're eighth and then sneak into the playoff finals, um, but like if if for example Sheffield, I always want to avoid Guildford. So if Sheffield. Or second, but actually at the moment with current form, it's probably you know Belfast, Cardiff, and Sheffield are all mega close. So it should be it could be any any of those for who plays seventh seventh place. So um, I I still think I think I'd rather play one of those three than Guildford. So anyway, that's for, yeah, that's for a couple of weeks down the line, but. Um, yeah, hopefully. all guns blazing for for Fife and hopefully, you know, Massey comes and delivers the goods. Um, you had said that Gergely Toth had won a. Did he win the Hungarian Championship or playoffs? I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, again, this was just this was something I'd seen on Twitter, but it was a a picture of him with a trophy and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if that's what. What Malcolm Cameron and, and Gareth and all that were talking about when they said that we need to win a trophy this season, but um, certainly wasn't what I had in mind. Yeah, one one of our they said that one of our players will win a trophy this season. <laughs> yeah. uh, they just didn't specify that they would be a player that we'd already released. Aye. Yeah, that's. So, uh, that. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's the one that got away. Obviously, we'd said that it just didn't really work out for him. But fair play, like left and, and straight away becomes a champion. He's thinking, why did I even go over to Glasgow in the first place? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everyone's saying that at this point. But um, no, Gary Hayden's not. Nah, Gary, uh, Hayden's, Gary Hayden's loving life. Yeah, he's loving life. Yeah, and hopefully, I mean, if ever there was a reason to get to get a guy signed up on a multi-year deal, then if Gary Hayden's not it, then I don't know what is, because he's he's young and he's already shown shown what he can do. Um, 
But yeah, again, that's a that's another conversation for further down the line. Yeah, for the for the off season podcast. Um, yeah. I think I, that's that's all that I had wanted to cover this week. Um, did you have Did you have anything else? Um, no, I think there was just there was like one other uh, comment from from Twitter. Oh no, it was just sorry, it was just about um, bringing enough forward. Um, so we've kind of touched on that anyway. So yeah, I mean. I think a lot of fans are, are thinking that as well as the same kind of thing to get try and get some in, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. If we can get some in then we'll be we'll be back on. We'll be back on straight away, so that's definitely not happening. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a press release straight after this episode comes out that we've signed signed a forward. Remember that used to happen? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> We'd mention something and then it would happen straight away. <laughs> and it would look like we were so far out of date. Neil Black's selling up. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. I just yeah, we'll, we'll wish, maybe wish just casting for the future. Next time we'll just start yeah announcing things that haven't even happened yet, and then we can just use those episodes to fill in the gaps when they do. <laughs> so yeah, if we start good. now, like the new forward that's come in has been brilliant, great player, really quick, scored goals. Um, and did really well in the playoff finals. So it was a great decision from Neil Black. Fair play. I hope he, uh, I hope he reconsiders selling because he got everything right in that that last bit of the season. Yeah, and it's good to get the the players back that we wanted to get back, and uh, you know get everything done and dusted, and a new coach and a GM and all that, and before the end of June. So I but. Certainly on the on the right path there. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> on, I mean, on that fake note, if that ever happens, <laughs> then yeah, I will definitely be. I will definitely be shocked. But for now, shouldn't I have Neil Black on this podcast? <laughs> I know, I know. Thanks for coming on, Neil. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Um, but yes, from me, obviously. Thanks again to everybody for listening. Let's just hope that we're in a much stronger playoff position by next time we do record. And uh, and the only other thing is, is hopefully Nottingham keep losing. So that's really it from me. That's, that's all you want really in life. That's it from me as well. Yeah. Well, thanks again, everybody, and catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers, folks. <laughs>